0: welcome to the Author Blur Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Maynard. Today, I'm speaking with Jeff Burney. It was a fun conversation. I enjoyed talking with him. I can't say it enough. I enjoy talking with all the authors, obviously. He was fun to have a conversation with. Hopefully, you enjoy it as well, as much as I enjoyed having it. As you're listening to it, you'll hear us talk about his two thriller books, the story behind it. We do get into a little bit of I guess you could call it shop talk, talking about audiobooks and the work that goes into producing books and the fact of a lot of authors. We do have lives. I think it was a fun conversation. Nonetheless, even if you can care less about our personal lives, about what goes in behind the writing, you can still enjoy him and I talking about his two books. So there's a killing secret and the fall of faith. Now, both sounds interesting. Both sounds like something that you can really get into. The reviews of his books are amazing. It's going great from how it looks like. I would suggest listen to the interview. And hopefully if you're listening to me talk, you can listen to him. And you enjoy it. Because we're all here about trying to find and enjoy and get to know new authors and their books. So take that time. Enjoy. Reach out to me, reach out to Jeff, however you prefer. You can go to authorblurb.com where I have all the information for Jeff, for myself, for other authors that's been on the show. You can find the show's YouTube video feed there. You can find links to any player that I know of where you can listen to the audio or you can watch the video. Right now, only two places I can think of where the video is playing, but... I try to provide you what I can. Go there, enjoy it, have fun, read articles that some of the authors have written and submitted for your pleasure. And yeah, that's about the gist of it. Before we get into the show, I just want to ask you, if you do enjoy the show at the end of it, or halfway through it, or if you're listening to all the episodes as they come out, let other people know about it. One, it makes you look like you know you're talking about, like you know books and you can share good ideas with people because who doesn't want to look good in all this? It also allows people to discover the show, helps the show grow, authors get their discoverability, and people to enjoy their books. And that's what I'm here for is so that people can find great authors that they don't know of yet. So thank you. Enjoy the show, and I'll talk to you soon. So I'm here with Jeff Bernie, and we're discussing his two thriller novels that he has, A Killing Secret and The Fall of Faith, I believe it is. And forgive me, Jeff, okay. it's always better for the author to go in and discuss everything about themselves and their books. And that's really how I like to start things off, like, You know, if you could help us out a bit, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your books, and then we can get right into the conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, Like you said, my name is Jeff Burney. I write thrillers. Um, I have only been a, I guess, professional novelist for about four or five years. Been writing since I could hold a a pencil um, and and telling stories. much to the chagrin of my parents when I was growing up. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm also a, a professional advertising writer and creative director. And so um, I've always had a, a passion for writing, I guess, and for making things up. Um, and I've always wanted to um, write a novel. You know, I, I think every writer has like, you know, I'm mean, going to write the next great American novel. Um, but great American novels aren't necessarily the, the genre that I like. Um, right. I really do prefer thrillers. Uh, and so, yes, I've written two thrillers. The first one, uh, A Killer Secret, um, is more of a, a psychological thriller um, with a, a kind of a very intimate cast. Um, There's only three main characters, one of whom is a serial killer. And then my latest one, which just came out last October, is The Fall of Faith, And it's more of a, a domestic thriller. It's kind of got a little bit a little bit of of uh romance in it, not a lot. It's a very twisted and, and twisty story with a, a much larger cast uh as well. And I just enjoy kind of making these stories that that have these twists in them that hopefully people can figure out.
0: All right. So let let me ask you this then. And let's start it off properly because psychological thrillers with your first one, a secret a killing secret. With that one there, what's what's usually or not usually, it's already out and printed and all this. What is the story starting off as? Is it I mean, obviously it's all mental and psychological, but what are we getting into getting into that story?
1: Yeah, that's a a great question. Thank you. Um, You know, part of part of what I wanted to do as an author, um, because I do love thrillers, but I also noticed that you know, in a lot of thrillers, um, jam packed with action, lots of lots of twists and turns, which are great, but the story goes so fast um, that really the characters aren't necessarily fully developed. Mm -hmm. And broke down, kind of the story leads your head with it, right? I've I've tried to craft and you know I guess it's up to the reader to tell me if I've done it well but I've tried to craft stories that hopefully have very realistic characters and and things about them that are I don't know uh, rise above the genre and kind of stay with them but so when it comes to a killer secret the story is basically it's about three people uh, the main character her name is Edie and she is a young psychologist um basically kind of starting her practice in kansas city missouri and she lives with um a guy that she begrudgingly calls her boyfriend he's much older (laughs) all um, right he was her professor uh in college super pompous guy and his name is adrian um also a psychologist also, a her her business partner, and she really is at this crossroads in her life. She doesn't know if this is what she's meant to do. She doesn't know that if she's helping anyone at all. She knows that she's in a dysfunctional relationship, but she's not sure if she's worthy of anything else. And then, you know, as she's contemplating this, um, one of her new patients, uh, and his name is Timothy. He um, tells her that he's a serial killer. And so that kind of uh, jump starts the action in the book and, you know, gets her kind of more interested in um, psychology and in what she's doing and, and really wrapped up in, is this guy telling the truth or is he just, you know, crazy in another way and making this up? And so that's kind of the, the story. Uh, and it kind of stems from the fact that everybody has secrets. you know. We, mm-hmm. we, there secrets with us. Some are darker than others. And what I wanted to examine in this story, because all three of these main characters have secrets that kind of ooze out slowly as the story progresses, I wanted to examine what happens if one of those characters has a secret that they think is worth telling for. All
0: right. So with that is, and I guess you really can't, I can't really ask which one has the secret because that would kind of kill the story plot line. But with with the plot and all this that you have, is it driven in like is the character? Here's a better example. When I wrote my novels, I wrote them as I went with the characters leading the story. I knew where I wanted to go. I knew where the endings were, things like that. Or at least I had the general idea. So I had a plot and a story that led me there. With yours, is it... So I consider my story more of a character-based story, which some writers tend to be more focused on the plot and stick to the plot, and I'll adjust the character to match the plot. How's your stories come through? So if I'm reading it, am I getting to know the characters and finding that the characters are... Who's bringing me in, or is it the plot line, the story of what's happening that kind of captures me
1: yeah, um another great question. A killer secret is definitely a character driven novel, um particularly with the fact that you know I talked about the three main characters they're almost the only characters in the book. you are like I said, it's a really intimate setting um I do point of views from all three of them. Um, it's kind of up to the reader to decide which one of them is a reliable narrator or unreliable narrator. I think at times they all fit, you know, one or the other. Uh, again, trying to keep it realistic. You know, none of us are totally 100% honest all of the time. Right. And I really think it's it's more interesting to get to know the characters in the book and for the plot to be driven on what they would do and how they would react to what somebody else does in the book. All
0: right. Now with you're saying it's very intimate in three characters alone. Is there, is it just like a short period of time taking place where you only have these three characters? Because it kind of sounds like they're not interacting with anybody else other than these three people
1: there are there are some minor characters but i wouldn't even call them secondary killer um characters um other than a, a police detective that gets involved as things start to keep bloody um but really everyone else they interact with is kind of a just a, a cursory interaction you know there are other uh, practitioners at the um the psychologist's office there are other patients Um, But you really, you get it from the point of, you get the story from the point of view of these characters, these three characters. And so it does feel very kind of isolated. Um, All right. And I did that kind of purposely trying to make you really get into their heads and see the world from their point of view.
0: All right. Now, why did you choose Kansas City of all places? (laughs) I've, I've been there maybe two or three times in my lifetime. And... I know it in the Vegas of senses, but it seems like I'm hearing more and more stories written in the Midwest and things like this. Why did you choose Kansas City of all places?
1: Well, I live um, I live in a suburb of Kansas City. All right. And so I, when it came to the setting, um, you know, I kind of put in some. Um, landmarks that I that I knew, and I figured that it would be as my first novel it would be easier to have kind of a, a mental um, picture of these landmarks and and places that I want to put the characters into, rather than have to make them up wholesale from a, a random city. Um, and I think Kansas City a it's a it's a cool place. Um, it's it's got a A big city feel but it's not too big and so it just felt like a a good setting for this this kind of book
0: all right now if so so let's go this route if i was reading your book and say i was reading it and i was visiting kansas city myself what's the likelihood that i would read it and going around town i would pick up a lot of these landmarks these street do you have the street names in there how much of it is really in the story and how much of it is generalized like i actually put old businesses that i knew at least when i lived back in ohio were existing and i'm not sure about now but they existed back then how much of that is in your book
1: i don't go to the to the specific level of street names um all right can recall actually, but, um, for instance, Timothy, the, the patient, he is a night security guard at a haunted house. Um, there happens to be a, a lot of haunted houses in Kansas city. Um, obviously, um, just open in the, the fall, but that's kind of when this book is set. Um, and so that haunted house exists, um, the place where a murdered, Victim is discovered. Um, is called Loose Park. It's a beautiful um, park in downtown Kansas City with a, a huge, beautiful rose garden. That's kind of a, a touristy attraction. Um, so, yeah, there's like neighborhoods within the city that I mentioned that you could come and visit, and and would hopefully recognize by my description.
0: All right. Now, you said it takes place in the fall during. Um, Halloween season with the haunted house and such. What's the frame time ta- frame of time that takes place in your story? Is it if it's a haunted house and he's the guard there? I imagine it can't be too drawn out.
1: Um, no, it's not too drawn out. Um, I mean, the good thing about being a security guard at a haunted house, the haunted house—the building's always there, even in the off season—and um, I do start the story in the off season. And you kind of get a sense of how bored his life is as a security guard at a place that's not even open um, and how just twisted his mind is with um, the things that he does with the props and different rooms within the haunted house to, to you know, just spend his time um, as he's supposedly guarding this place that is forgotten for the season.
0: All right. So it's not really, I guess that kind of leads me because I never really thought about the haunted house after what's going on with the building. I know where I grew up, there was a um, an old built hydro plant that they would rent out for that month and turn into a haunted house. So that's the mindset I had. But yeah, I never thought about the every year they have a specific building and all this. So it takes place in the off season. What I guess here's the question is what was the catalyst that made you said Timothy was the Yes. What was his his driving factor that made him admit that he was a serial killer to start the whole story off?
1: Well he's kind of a, a loner to begin with. Um and I guess I can back up a little bit. You know, um, a lot of my stories have a little bit of um, fact in them. Um, not that this actually happened anywhere, but I had read a story once about a a super lonely guy. Um, and he was going to a therapist and he had a crush on him. And he was trying, he thought he would, impress her by telling her that he was a serial killer now in real life therapists turned him in they did a big investigation found out that he was just making it up Uh, but that was kind of the the catalyst i thought oh that's kind of an interesting story right you know someone comes to you as a a therapist who's supposed to help somebody and they tell you that they're this monster like what are you What do you do? Do you continue to try to help them or do you try to find out if it's true? Do you get the police involved? You know, it it just my mind started to go in all these different directions. And when I wrote Timothy, like I said, he's kind of a an outsider. He's wandered from place to place around the country. And you know, he's a, a, a war vet, and he just has nobody to talk to. And when he comes in to meet with Edie, Like I said, she's kind of in the mind space that she doesn't believe she's doing what she should be doing. She doesn't believe she's a good therapist. She kind of feels to him as they're in these sessions like she's not engaged, like she's bored. And so he wants her to be engaged. And he just decides, all right, I'm going to blurt this out. I'm going to say it and see how she acts.
0: All right. Now, what, so it's something, you said that you based it off a of real event. With that, did you actually use the person that did all this as the basis of the character as well? Or did you go off of other things to develop your character's foundation?
1: Another great um, question. Uh, no, the, just that kind of nugget of an idea that really just made me start thinking about things. That's all that I used from that news article. The characters themselves, you know, I know that everyone who's not a writer says, oh, you're, you're the main character, or, you know, you must be one of these characters, or you must have used someone you know as the character. And honestly, for me, like, the answer is all of the above, right? I, I have these three characters. They each have a different purpose in the story and i want them all three of them to be completely different from each other and so there are elements of of me probably in all three of them there are elements of people i know um and then a lot of it is just kind of made up you know as you go like how would this kind of person react
0: to the So Jeff that that was quite interesting let me ask about the fall of faith where did where do we start off with that then we go from a psychological thriller to a domestic thriller. First off, what do you consider what when you say domestic thriller, what kind of thriller is that?
1: Yeah, uh, I think that you know for me a psychological thriller is is more in inside people's heads and 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 more about how people are reacting to something and and maybe even like a higher level intellectual type thriller. And um a domestic thriller is for me it's it's more of a general thriller a little bit more action um not necessarily having that psychological component to it and what was important for me when i started my second book um is i didn't want to write the same story you know with just different people um i i wanted to stretch myself as an author As well, like I said, you know, A Killer Secret was very intimate. I really only had to write and develop three characters for the fall of faith. I wanted it to to feel like it had a, a larger cast, um, A Killer Secret. I, you know, I gave you points of view from all three main characters in the fall of faith. You only get the point of view of the main character. Everybody else is how that main character sees them. And so that was, like I said, it was because I didn't want the reader who read my first book to feel like, oh, this guy just has one story. He's going to read that over and over. And I, I wanted to stretch myself. And so I came up with this story um, about a trucker, uh, over-the-road trucker. He's on his last run. Um, but he's divorced. Uh, he has nothing to go home to and just trying to contemplate what life is like after he's retired. All of all he's known is the road. He's only seen the world through his windshield. And now, all that's gonna stop is life's gonna stop, uh, literally and figuratively in the story. Um, he's gonna get caught in this small town, um, and it's filled with a cast of crazy characters, um, and and really the story's about someone who's lost and looking for faith, and not necessarily faith in a kind of religious way, although there are kind of undertones of that, but faith in himself and faith in the world and faith in others around him. And it's kind of a the story really about how far you'd be willing to go to regain your faith in something bigger than yourself.
0: All right. So what, so with being a trucker, what's the catalyst or what, how does it start off with? So one thing I always ask is if I grab your book and I pick up, pick it up open, what's on page one? What am I, Starting once I read, start reading about your story. Reading your, getting into it.
1: Yeah, um, page one. You're gonna get to know um, the main character Jimmy, the trucker. You're kind of getting his head a little bit, um ruminate on the fact that it's his last run and really has nothing to go home to. And you're gonna uh, quickly realize that the, his only friend in life is his dog, who um, travels with him wherever he goes. His dog is going to die at the very beginning, um, which is kind of the catalyst that that makes all the rest of the action happen. Um, his dog dies. He goes to try to find um, a, a, some supplies to to put him to rest, to bury him. Um, he ends up uh, in a um, a truck stop that has been converted into a strip club and not where he's expecting to be he falls in love or lust with a, a stripper that he sees there um, and then you know comes to his senses and decides okay i have gotta get back on the road i gotta do something with my, you know i gotta lay my doctor best i gotta move on with my life and as he's trying to get out of town his uh truck uh crashes and overturns and he ends up in this small town called Eden, Missouri, which is a fictional town. Um, And he very quickly realizes that this town of Eden uh, does not live up to its biblical namesake. Hmm. really kind of this hell on earth that he stumbled into. And, uh, you know, kind of the action goes from there and ends up trying to find someone who will fix his truck. uh, And he just... There's excuse after excuse why he doesn't leave. And the action really starts on, you know, in that first chapter. Um, That was another thing I wanted to try to do a bit differently from my first book. Um, I would say a killer secret is a slow burn kind of thriller. You know, it starts out slow. You really get to know the characters. Mm -hmm. And this one, I wanted that action, start right away and just keep ratcheting up so it's more of an it is more of an action-packed book than, than my first one and that was that was kind of fun to play with as
0: well all right well that makes sense i mean psychological you're building up the suspense you're building up all this and then it sounds like this one is it when i think of thrillers is there murder is there violence is it what kind of what can people expect in this other than There's going to be a lot of action in it.
1: There's murder. There's violence. There Mm -hmm. are um, people who aren't what they seem. Um, You know, I I think people think of small Midwest towns as kind of these idyllic places. You know, maybe Mm -hmm. kind of maybe if you're old enough, maybe Mayberry kind of places where you know everyone's happy, everyone knows each other. Um, But Eden is more of that small town where everyone knows each other, but that means they know their secrets and they know their darkness. And um, now we've got this stranger in Jimmy who is stuck there and he doesn't know who to trust. He doesn't know these people. And as he gets to know them, he realizes this is just a crazy town. And he comes to befriend the bartender in the town And then he also kind of gets some guidance from the the town's priest. And for me, that was fun to play with because I think if you kind of step back from the religious aspects of everything, a bartender and a priest are pretty similar in what they do, right? They they listen to people's problems. They offer advice. There's some kind of sacramental um, (laughs) involved. Um, And so – it was fun to play with those two sides um, of the of the story as well, um, and then, like I said, there's kind of this this mismatched, star-crossed um, love story involved as well, um, and really, no one no one is safe uh, in this book.
0: All right, so you're not afraid to, you weren't afraid of killing people off in it. It sounds like.
1: No, I am never afraid to kill anyone, even a even a main character, uh, if it serves the story. And that's that's another thing. Um, my books are not Hollywood happy endings by any means. I mean, they're thrillers, so not that it right uh, has happy ending. But I I don't necessarily um, nobody is sacred. You know, I I feel like if if killing someone off would be an interesting twist and not expected then i'll try that um and you know if someone that you think is awful turns out to be not too bad at the end that's kind of a cool twist too
0: all right yeah i mean it's always the twist that gets you I personally i enjoy you have to have those things that you expect to happen obviously but it's nice when you come across a story that you didn't really expect this to happen or how the ending came out. You're kind of sitting there going, Oh, because anymore, a lot of stories. I know my wife, I just kind of stop watching most, most new shows because I'm sitting there going, that person's going to fall in love with that person. That person's going to be jealous. And it's like the first five minutes of the show. And my wife's looking at me going, how do you know this? I'm like, because you can see it just in the their interactions. And yeah. I'm like, and knowing this is this type of show, by the end of it, so-and-so is going to kill so-and-so, and that person's going to go to jail, and that person's going to walk off in a moonlit night or something like that. Yeah. And 90% of the time, that's what tends to happen.
1: Yeah. the same thing. my wife nice. hates it. Yeah. But that's also, you know, I think about that when I'm writing. How, how could I... How could I Obviously, I know what's going to happen, but how can I fool someone like you or me who thinks about these things or kind of picks up on things? And I do try to write in clues as I go, but I try not to make them so recognizable that, you know, my hope is that at the end of the book, you get to it, it was an interesting twist that you didn't expect to happen. But then you think about it and you're like, oh, shoot, I should have seen that coming because these things happened but they happened in such a way that it still was unexpected.
0: All right. Well, that's always a good thing as well. So do you have any more books that you're working on? Do you have other things that you're trying to get in the process? What's going on?
1: Yeah, right now I'm developing um, my next book, which is going to be a sequel to A Killer Secret. I actually, I've gone back and forth, you know, as a new novelist. It, you know, all the 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 books and suggestions are you know people like series so you should write a series and i just didn't want to do that just for the sake of writing a series but you know i took a look at who survived a killer secret and do they have another story in them is there more that would be interesting to me because if it wasn't interesting to me then it's probably i'm probably not going to bring it to life in a way that's interesting to the readers so i think there is more there uh and so the next one i think right now it's called the killer introduction um and it'll be you know surviving characters plus new characters in a new kind of psychological twisty story so that's early stages there and then i'm still trying to figure out um how to translate my books into audio um you know I, that you know you can pay for that. Um, it's just out of my budget. I know that you can do right. profit sharing even with uh, voice artists, but that's still kind of a little. That could
0: up. be a real pain in the neck, from what I've read on that too.
1: Yeah, and and, and maybe it's because I don't know enough about it. I just feel like I don't want to share that. Uh.
0: Right. Well, from what I understand, and from what I've heard about that topic alone is usually if you do a share then you have a so if your book does better than you expect you're losing half or whatever the percentage of that book that you wanted to get there's and i know like some authors are now having more of the um they're recording the books themselves i've thought about doing that with my books i know I tested out and worked with where Google, their Google bookstore, they have an AI version and they actually, their AI version actually just upgraded to where you can have different voices. So you can tag the different AI character voices and they improve the quality of the AI from what I just heard. So I've been thinking about going back and because I've, did my three books in the AI thing and I choose chose one voice to go through it all. But I was thinking about going back and working with that or I might bite the bullet, take the time and then start recording my own audiobook. But like you know, anything you choose to do takes up time, either time, money or something.
1: Or both. Yeah. Yeah. about the, I have not seen the, the update. I, I got involved in the, the Google uh, AI narrator in beta. I have the file, I just haven't published it because I just, I didn't like it. Um, you know, I didn't expect it to be like, ooh, there's a voice-off, you know, right. reading your book, but it just, I don't know, it, it, it didn't make me want to get into the story um with the way it sounded. So I'll definitely check out the the upgrade. And I I have the equipment to record my own books and narrate my own books. And I've done you know tests and I've probably done like five chapters of A Killer Secret. And it, you're right, I realize I'm not an audio engineer. Going in and, and editing each chapter has been a pain. And so I'm trying to teach myself a little bit on All right. the engineer part so that hopefully i get better and faster because it, recording i like that process i feel right. like you know i feel like um my voice hopefully wouldn't put anyone off um but it's the you know the technical work behind the scenes that you're right it's just it, it's time that i could be writing uh, another book um and so that's now right now I'm kinda of in that phase. Do I start this other book or do I record these other two? Because you know, you look at the industry news and ebooks have kind of flattened out or dropped depending on what you look at. Print books, strangely enough, have gone up a little bit, but audiobooks are just killing it. And, oh, yeah. and I don't have any piece of that, you know, I don't so that's kind of what I'm I'm looking at as a as a business side of being an
0: author oh i understand that completely i mean we want to get our books out to as many people as we can and get it enjoyed by as many people as we can and i'll be honest with you me personally i've gotten so busy with things i've done between my regular nine to five because we all still have to pay the bills between that trying to write i have three books started and You know, I have a one-year-old, a -a four-and-a-half-year-old, full-time job, this show, which I'll be honest with you, I love doing this because I get to speak to so many great people like you. And then it's like, okay, where do I find time to actually do the other stuff? And I think what people don't really think about when they read a lot of authors or they're asking why don't they do this or that? We do have limited time, limited energy, and well, we have bills too, just like everyone else. So our money has to go back to paying the bills, paying for what we expense to get the books made, get out. I mean, there's a whole slew of things. So, I mean, it takes time or like you said, you have to start doing it. You have to start teaching yourself how to do it. And like I said, I've looked at, I mean, I've literally bought everything I have for the podcast to do audiobooks originally. Yeah. And I'm doing the podcast, but I just haven't really gotten into So, I'm doing a memoir and I think once I finish that, I'm going to record, I'm going to start recording as a way I heard of editing books is and I try not to get too much into the nitty-gritty bones of this, but one way of editing I've heard suggested is While you you write down your book, you get the first draft done and then your final edit is reading the book out loud as you go through and then make notes, Mm -hmm. edit out those pieces. And then because if somebody's reading it out loud, because when you read it out loud versus in your head, it's two totally different experiences. And I think that's why audio books have gotten so popular as well is you get a whole different experience because you're, feeling it from somebody else's inflections.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, my wife is a, a voracious reader, but she only reads audiobooks. Um, uh, now she's my my alpha reader, so she will read <laughs> my books. Um but yeah, so there's, you know, there's a huge untapped audience for me that I don't know how much crossover there is from people who love audiobooks. Do they still, you know, read ebooks or, or paperbacks or whatever? Um, and yeah, I, you know, I've got a, a full-time job, I've got four kids here. Um, you know, and I I want to spend time with them, you know, and I think that's something that before I became a, an author, you don't really think about, oh, a lot of these authors are not full-time novelists, right? There are very few. Full-time mm-hmm. novelists who make a living based on their writing. It's right. often I would like to be one of those. <laughs> right. Does you know? It's this is a passion project. Um, and it, these are things that yeah we do after everything else we have to do every day.
0: Either when the kids are asleep or before they wake up or, yeah. I mean, there's between lunch breaks and things like that. Yeah, I mean, all most writers have been there and. You know, I find it interesting that most people don't actually, they'll start writing. Like I said, I have three books. Now, if I finish all three, I'm going to be excited. (laughs) And that's, like, I have a fantasy book I started, and then I decided to do the whole outline bit, lost interest in completely doing the outline. Like, this is just too much of a drag, too much of a... I love fantasy stories, but it's that whole thing you you do what you can and all this and most authors, most people, I love to rephrase that. Most writers don't finish their novels. And a lot of people have half written or quarter written novels sitting either on their computer or somewhere. And, you know, it's a real shame, but it's part of life.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, I don't, I think a lot of people think um, I, I could write a book and I think a lot of people could, but once mm-hmm. you down and realize oh man you know my books are like ninety-two, ninety-five thousand 95000 words and, you know that's a daunting thing to think about and
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know how do i get from zero to 95000 and still like the story um and you know it's a, for me i don't mean, know i know there's people who write really fast but i'm like a year and a half two years between books and it's not a year and a half or two years of pure writing it's because life gets in the way and, and right and i i am not in a place where i can prioritize my writing and so it's you know it's a side gig it's a side project and when i get to it i get to it mm-hmm. um, but and that's another thing you know people sit down and like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna write this book this weekend you know god bless you if you can but <laughs> right work like that and my fingers don't go that fast
0: <laughs> <laughs> i understand completely i actually one thing i'm trying right now that i find interestingly fun is i'm writing it out by hand first Ooh. for like my memoir i have a notebook so and because I, I like i said i don't really get into the tv thing anymore there's very few shows that catch my attention and i'll write it out by hand and then I'll go back and I'll type it. And like I said, after i that's a second edit. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'll probably send it out for somebody to read. And then my final is going to be me trying to do that, read it, and make notes and fix it as I go. So hopefully I can give the audience, the readers, more for their buck yeah. and get something there. I mean, so let's do this. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Obviously, we can. I can obviously always talk to people for a long time, and I've I have that gift to gab, I guess. But where do people find you? I have a profile for you on authorblurb.com where people can find the links that you've provided me, your bio, where you even say that you're bending your head your whole life. So you figure why not get into your character's head? And people can, if they're listening to this audio they can see the video listed on your profile as well where do you want people to find you if they don't want to go to authorblurb.com
1: sure the easiest way is jeffburney.com. so J-E-F-F-B-E-R-N-Y.com. that's my website um find my books there i, I do a blog i've got some um, book related merchandise um, it, you can find links to where to buy my books from my website. Also, I'm, I, um, publish wide. So I'm not just on Amazon, but I'm on Apple and Kobo and Google play. And, um, you know, I'm forgetting someone, um, Barnes and Noble and then all kinds of little, um, booksellers online too, but hopefully wherever you buy books online, you go <laughs> to find me. Um, But, yeah, JeffBurney.com is a great place to start.
0: Sounds perfect. And I'll have that web address in the show notes as well. So anybody listening, watching, whatever, I think those are the only two ways you can enjoy this show. But that's going to be in the show notes. So I appreciate you being here. As always, this is going to be the end of the conversation for everybody else. But for you and I, we'll talk a little bit more after.
1: All right. Thanks for having me. This has been fun.
0: It definitely was. Thank you for being here you can go to authorblurb.com where there's plenty of stuff there for you to find enjoy another author enjoy finding that book that you love so take the time do me a favor share subscribe enjoy the show and tell others thank you